Hi, this is Nate Fitzgerald from Tucson, Arizona. I just wanted to say I really enjoy your show. The RC Today Show. What, dude? What do you mean it's not the RC Today Show? RC Heli Nation? But I'm a planker. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, RC Heli. Really Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Episode number 20. Rob, can you believe it? 20 already? Yeah, that's wild. We're old and almost old enough to consume adult beverages. Next week? Yeah. Next week. I am Dan, aka the excessive samurai, and with me is Rob, aka the fearless pupil. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't know this, Rob? But we're changing the format. Uh, we're going gangsta. Oh yeah. And uh, nice. so I looked up our Wu Tang Clan names, and uh, mine is Excessive Samurai, and yours is the Fearless Pupil. Nice. So, so with us today, uh, you guys, we had on uh, Pete, aka Slicer from the Heli Freak Forum last week. Pete, say hi. Hi guys, nice to see ya. Yeah, we're having Pete on again. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of good information that. Uh, didn't quite make it because Rob just made some horrific uh, recording errors in last week's show, and it just uh, just didn't work out right. So send the hate mail to Rob for that. Right, Rob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I farted on the mic, and everybody left the room. Fuck yes. Me. Also, we have with us uh, another Rob, Rob Cherry. Hey, guys. Hey, Rob, say hi. Hey. Those of, for those of you who are not familiar with Rob Cherry, he's that, uh, Pete put on a video on the forums and we'll put a note, uh, we'll put some, uh, a link to it in our show notes. He's sponsored by Dave Mullen from, uh, anythingheli.com. So we're going to talk a little bit with a little bit, uh, with Rob today as well. So, um, Rob, what have you been up to? Let's see. We're going to have to figure out a way to not no, make this it's, confusing. It's gonna... Why don't you go by Robert? Not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Just call uh, me Sven. I'll go by Sven, Sven. for this one. <laughs> All right. So for the sake of confusion, we're going to change Rob's, uh, you know, the host of the show, Rob. His name for this show is going to be Sven, just to aid in the, you know, mass confusion of, of Rob. So Sven, what? Uh, I haven't talked to you much this week. What have you been up to? Erdy verdy schmerdy. meatball. Wait, that's You're Italian. Gonna... That's not uh, Finnish. It was, it was A for effort, man. Yeah, A right. For um, well, not really much. I finally, you know, it's been like just cold as shit around here, and the weather's just not been cooperating. So I, I pretty much uh, just been simming the heck out of Phoenix for the last week or so. And I did fly the X5 today, which because it was pretty nice out today. And I, man, I tell you what, I was having a stellar flight. And then I came in for a kind of a low auto, more like like an airplane landing type auto where you skid off. And freaking flared right at the end, and it just barely belly flopped and shot the skids off the sides. And I was like, God damn it. You know, mm. it's one of those things, you know, classic gets all brittle, you know, in the wintertime and stuff. And it was, oh, well, I mean, I, I just couldn't fly the rest of the day. I had all those spares. I hear it. But... Yeah, that's the way it goes, man. Sometimes... Dude, I, dude, I think there's a trend here, Dan. We might have to record the podcast on, like, Friday or Thursday or something because we record on Saturday just about every time we record. I talk about something I crashed again the hell well you know we're used to you crashing stuff yeah that, that, that's kind of what you do Stan. <laughs> yeah, i'm a crash <laughs> test dummy apparently <laughs> hey that's one thing we should mention you guys we actually have a true minnesota connection tonight yes three minnesotans on yeah. the show tonight yeah yeah so you slept with the little fella huh? yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sure. laughs> 
That's crazy. So, Pete, you were on last week. We really appreciate you coming on. But uh, what have you been up to this week, man? Anything new and exciting happening? Get any flying in? No, I haven't gotten any flying in. Just quite a bit of Phoenix time is all. Yeah, the weather, shitty weather, right? Yeah, cloudy, windy. Yeah. Have you guys been getting much snow? Because it's really been weird for us snow-wise. Oh, we're, they, they're calling it a snow drought here. We have Right now yeah. we probably have a dusting, maybe to an inch. Yeah, yeah it's that. Yeah. No. Yeah, you know, it's it's the same thing here, guys, except, as I said last, last show, you know, we had like two or three days of incredible snow, like a foot and a half, almost two feet of snow in the course of a day and a half. Right. And then like three days of rain, and it's been raining ever since. Really? It's just the weirdest, weirdest weather. Rob, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I went flying today a little bit. Got out. Did you? It's a little cold. Not too bad, though. It's a thumbs freeze. Of course, all you guys pretty much share the same weather. How far apart are you guys, anyway? Like, an hour hours. or two apart? A couple uh, hours apart? Yeah, Pete and I are an hour, and you're up in Brainerd, Rob, or Sven, yeah. so, uh, so we're yeah. about an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sven lives up in Brainerd, yeah. Sven, Sven in Brainerd. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you should tell Sven about your skids on your X5. My skids? Oh yeah, you gotta okay. use. Yeah, I got some skids that I had in my Vision 50 that I put on the X5. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they, were... they don't mind the cold. Yeah, you can bounce nice. them all you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and there are they a lot bigger than the stock? Yeah, I mean, like, it looks big wider yeah, stands oh, and stuff. Oh yeah, it's, it's too big. <laughs> It's that's what I flew. That's what in that video. If you watch the video, you can see the skids in there. They're they're too big, but hey, it works in the winter time. Yeah, I, I fly the uh, I fly the yeah the Fusion 50, uh, Velocity 50, uh, black ones. The their black landing gear, the straight side. Yeah, there one you go. I, Dude, those are durable as shit. Yeah, yeah. I know the stock on the X5 are they're a little brittle. Yeah. They can't you take... can't can't you boil those to Increase the flexibility. Well, yeah, you're supposed to do it with some some I guess composites you can do it with, but I guess it depends on what's what it's made of. I guess if it's going to make it brittle in some spots or yeah, whatever. But you know, we mentioned the weather, and here the weather's been crazy. Um, so last night, some friends called me, uh, and they're like, "Dan, we got to go. We got to go flying. We're we're tired of flying in the gym. We got to get to the field and fly." And so we checked the weather, and it looked like it was going to be a decent day. Kind of cold overcast but not supposed to rain or snow so we all planned on doing that and i actually posted it on our facebook page that i was going come hell or high water yeah. what i didn't account what i didn't account for is the wind uh, the hell or high water didn't come but the wind sure did yeah uh, you know and wind's not real common here it's real common over on the east side of the state where it's flat but see we're right in the middle of a mountain valley and typically we don't get a lot of wind but uh 30 mile an hour with 45 mile an hour gusts fun and uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't get any flying in. You know, I tomorrow is uh, Sunday, gym day, so I got the MCPX ready to go. This time, though, I'm not charging batteries right next to the microphone like I did last week, so we don't have to worry about intrusive uh, yeah. <laughs> electronic noise in the in the recording. An extra guest. <laughs> extra <laughs> unwanted guest. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, not a lot of flying. One thing I want to make quick, make quick mention of, uh, you know, we, told, we mentioned last week uh, Jake is helping us out with the webpage, Rob. Shambole mio. Oh my god. Um, That is cool of Jake to do that. He has put so much time in that webpage, and I'm telling you, when you look at it, you can see it, and it just looks so good. So, with that being said, we have a couple exciting announcements about the webpage. We are starting a support forum. Now, this support forum is just for the show. We, it's no intention to become a replacement of any other form out there. It's just a, uh, you know, show ideas, stuff if you want to talk to us, various little things. It's where we recognize some of the, uh, you know, the people out there that have, you know, have been big supporters of the show, that kind of thing. As you're listening to this episode, it will be live come Monday. So go check that out. Tell us what you think. Leave a little note in there. We've got an exciting, well, I guess it's not really exciting, but we are going to do kind of a mini giveaway in the next week. Those of you who have been on the webpage are going to notice three or four major things. If you can name those three or four major things, I'm going to send you a T-shirt. Check it out. Send me the email. And if you get them, we'll send you a shirt. That would be kind of fun, like a little online scavenger hunt. Yeah. In the, on the you know. Yeah. And they're pretty obvious. They'll be pretty obvious. This isn't like a trick question. It's uh, There's some obvious changes. If you are at all have at all been on the webpage before, you'll notice the difference right away. 
So go check it out. Tell us what you think. Other than that, Rob, I think it's time. Oh, no. Not Rob. Sven. Sven. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to call you Sven for the whole episode, but I'm going to do my best. Well, Sven, I think it's time for some news. What do you think? News of the day. Yeah. This is Slicer from the Hellafreak Forums. You are listening to RC Heli Nation. Well, you know, we've got a little bit of news. Um, one thing I'd like to mention, uh, a lot of listeners of the show that have been listeners of the show since its inception back in 2010, back in what I call like to call the dark ages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we, you know, we got kind of got involved with a young pilot over in the UK, um, Heli Harry. Young, young guy. He was like seven at the time. And yeah. just making tremendous progress, working with a couple of pros over in the UK. You know, now he's competing and, um, you know, now he, he's a sponsored pilot. He just picked up a new sponsor, Quick UK. So congratulations, Harry. Uh, good choice, you guys. I think he's going to be a lifelong, excellent representative of the hobby. So good yeah, job, that's... dude. Yeah, man. Can we Stay call him Dirty Harry? Yeah, dude. Dirty Harry. <laughs> dirty Little Harry. Yep, Dirty Little Harry. <laughs> he's yeah. our Dirty Little Harry. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> So what do you guys got? You got any news, Rob? Oh, yeah, I got some news. Uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, Sven, do you got any news? Castle Creations uh, it has been working on, I guess, a new uh, firmware version uh, for the ICE and ICE HV controllers and whatnot. There's a uh, video they were doing to test, uh, you know, against some, uh, I guess, uh, there's a new, uh, I think it's a KDS motor or something like that. But I watched this video, and... You can tell the difference big time just by watching it. You know, you know how like on a camera when you record, a lot of times you can see the disc. Maybe it looks like it's going backwards, or you can you can catch the blades. Well, you didn't see any changes in that. Uh, you couldn't hear the sound wasn't didn't change at all either. Sounds like they did a good job with that. Apparently they reworked the governor so it's uh, a lot more responsive. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's now to the point where we can use Mikado governor on those controllers uh, if the sample rate's high enough. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing that I uh, I just was trolling around on the internet and I found this at one of these shops. I thought it was pretty sweet. There's uh, an Android or iPhone uh, kind of a controller and a dongle you can hook into your smartphone uh, and control the SIMA line of helicopters. You get those little coaxes, you know, all the different models. There, you can integrate it with your phone and do all the whole touch or, or accelerometer controls and stuff like that. I mean, the helicopter, you know, obviously, it's a real basic helicopter, but. You know, I'm kind of a gadget geek, you know, so to be able to do it on that cell phone is pretty sweet, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of like we talked to, what, it was a couple of shows ago, uh, how the Align 100 now has a an iPad version of, you know, the, their transmitter and whatnot, all touch and stuff. But this is 20 bucks, you know, for this adapter. So it's, you know, down, it's a basic helicopter anyway, too, you know. So, but, you know, it's just another, the geekiness of, of uh, you know, technology hasn't really caught up with the RC Heli hobby anyway yeah. it's starting to yeah you know and uh i think we're gonna see some crazy crazy cool things in the next few years with technology so did you see uh guys that uh line is doing uh a recall well not necessarily a recall but uh i guess a, a notice about their blade grips on their uh so that 700 dfc head yeah yeah and the 600 as well i guess but yeah apparently they put out a bulletin and um we'll put up a link to that I, you know they're not they're actually going to replace the parts. They're not actually going to make, you know, typically in the past, whenever a line does an upgrade, they make you pay they for make it. They make you buy it, yeah. <laughs> they, make right. you buy version, they make you buy version two. But apparently this is uh, enough of a safety concern. You They're know, going to. You know, Dan, this, because I read up on this one here and about how the failure occurs. And in case people haven't seen the bulletin yet, that what's going on is that, uh, that compass-style yoke uh, swash to grip. Uh, link that you've got the hard you know the fixed link that bolt that goes through the top of that link and where it wise through and then into the uh um helicopter the threaded part because the end of it's not threaded you know but the threaded part it's apparently there's a weak point right there where the yoke meets the grip and uh so that's where it's cracking fatigue and oh, vibrations and stuff and it'll uh that's just busted, right? Well, and here's another thing I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you know how we talked about uh, a few shows back how Compass was pitching a bitch because 
the goblins yoke design was the way it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, now we got a line doing it. There's a off the top of my head, I can't remember if there's another brand that's doing it too. But here's this. Here's the ironic thing: a line made this yoke grip arm and stuff, and uh, whatever you know, we can say they cloned it from you know a compass or whatever. Compass actually in the beginning was having growing pains with that same exact thing, with the length of the bolt and where the thread stop between the yoke and the grip, right? So you would think if these guys are doing their due diligence to try and, you know, basically just replicate somebody else's design, you'd think somebody would have caught on to that was already a problem with the compass, and they could have nipped that in the bud right off the bat and avoided this, you know. But yeah. if you're going to take it, you know, if you're going to steal it, do it in style, man. Get it all. <laughs> so, so. so, Pete, any news this week that uh, you want to share with us? I've got one bit of news. Um, R.D. Lore from Hellafreak, his name is Rick, and he, mm-hmm. he develops lots of these little plexiglass setup tools. And he offered one of his new under-swash leveling tools for a freebie for the first 10 people, and I happened to get one. It's really a neat little tool. It's a little tiny disc you clip on just below the swash, and now you can level your swash without removing the head. And I got yeah. one. And tested it out, and it's just really a slick idea. Man, that's... Is it, is it size-specific? Yeah, it is. You just got to tell them. I think they're available at Ready Heli. That's where he sells a lot of his his little tools that he's made. Yeah, yeah. And you go by the, the um, diameter of the shaft. You know, I want to mention, uh, kind of along those lines, uh, a while ago, Brian Backburner sent me a, um, well, sent Rob one too, but he sent us uh, his um, no-neck transmitter harness. Yeah. Yep, I've yep. got one of those too. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I actually got a chance to use that thing for the, the last few weekends. Yeah. And um, I kind of like it. It keeps the transmitter out of your hand. But, you know, for me, you know, being that I have, I'm in a chair, so when I fly, it it um, it's not quite right for me because of that situation. It's kind of sitting uh, in your lap, then, right? Yeah, it's kind of sitting in my lap. So, but I I did enjoy it because I can I you know it's not I'm not confined to the chair. I can stand, and so I tried it standing up, and it just seemed it just seemed nice and solid. So I just wanted to you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit more as summer comes in, and I just wanted to kind of you know let uh, Brian know that we are you know still thinking about uh, you know giving him a good run through, and and we mentioned that. Uh, when he sent them to us that it was winter and we weren't going to get a lot of time with them. So Brian, I used it. I loved it. And I'm looking forward to uh, giving it a thorough tryout as the weather comes up. So thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, it is a good product. I used it all last summer. Awesomeness. So Rob Cherry, what do you got for news, man? You got anything exciting happening? No. No? (laughs) No, nothing that nobody already knows about. You know, the X7 is coming out in a couple of weeks. I've got Mm -hmm. mine. I got mine on order. It's coming from Dave Mullen. Nothing new other than that, but. Well, you're you're a pretty boring guy, too, just like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, yeah, real boring. (laughs) You know, actually, Rob, uh, talking about the Gowie, the X7. uh, Yeah. Sounds like uh, all the. the shipment that the U.S. shipment is all here now. That is correct. They've landed. Yeah, it's a top big boat, so that's good. Yeah, definitely. There, they should be showing up to the local dealers, and they'll be shipped out hopefully on the eighth. Yeah. yeah. Are you stoked? Completely. This, I mean, honestly, this will be my first 700 machine, and of course, it'll be my first electric 700 i mean it's just going to be nuts you know i can't wait so this is uh, it's going to be awesome has yeah. anyone ever told you that you sound like ted nugent i don't even know who ted nugent is so okay. you're going to shoot me for that no <laughs> just... i live in a box and my wife says so <laughs> who's ted nugent uh, dude really you don't know who ted nugent is no well, it, if you tell me who it is, I'm probably going to know who he is. I just he's that, I'm not good he's, with names. He's that uh, famous rock and roll guitar player from the '70s. Oh, okay. That uh, politically active, does some hunting shows. Yeah, and, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Kinda looks anyway. like he should be on that show, Moonshiners. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Courtney from South Florida, and you're listening to RC Heli Nation. Lock it in and rip the knob off. 
So, so guys, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have with us uh, Rob Cherry. He's a sponsored pilot from AnythingHeli.com. We're going to go ahead and chat with him a little bit. Rob, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your heli history? When did you when did you get your start and all that good stuff? Well, I was thinking about it today, and I think this is the weekend. Two years ago, I got my first heli. It was a, a Wakara four numbered six. I don't know how they number those things, but that was yeah, my the first four G six, yeah. Yeah, yeah or, or they got like the four number three or something like that. Yeah, it was a, it was a fixed pitch, so that's how nice. I got it. But, Rob, yeah. now I don't feel left out because I started on a four three too. You know, and, did you not see? Oh, yeah, that's my oh, it's, yeah. I mean, you crashed it and then you got to spend an hour fixing it. But <laughs> that's where I started. You know, that's that was two years ago, and you know, I I get out five six days a week on average. Just you know, that's the way my schedule. My wife and I, we don't have kids. We just have a couple of cats, and so we don't have a lot of commitments to to tend to so i get out and fly as much as i can maybe 100 flights a week that is that's the secret then right i yeah it's i mean <laughs> I, you know the sim is huge you know you got to learn a lot of the basics you know you've always hear you know you always hear bert you know telling you know people the basics are key and a lot of people skip the basics and he's right you know if you can if you can get a lot of the orientations down and a lot of the funnels you know the 16 different 16 different funnels and then you get the reversals and you know everything just starts to everything all comes together yeah, it feels yeah. good so tell us about your helis what are you what are you flying right now uh what i'm flying right now i've got an x5 the thing is awesome it's yes, what they sir. Call the grin machine or whatever they call it you know the just makes you smile every time you fly the thing i've the, got yeah a, the grin club it's just the grin club that's the it grin club. Yeah. user by uh vast Tarana. Or it's trying to 74. That guy, he coined the phrase grin, grin. All right. I mean, the first time I flew it, it was just like, all right, now I know what everyone's talking about. This thing's yeah. this is, you know. And I've got a, I've got a Protos 500 and a Protos Mini that I just fixed up uh, a couple of weeks ago. My first, my first 450 of the Mini here is actually that's a, that's a sweet little machine. That 450, that awesome little machine. Yeah, I saw a video of Mitch Pricer flying in his front yard with that one, yep. the, the, the Mini yep. Protos, man. Yeah, yep. that thing was just a beast. That's a rocket little machine. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's tough, too, you know, and I like the way that, that the Protoses are, are well, I guess it's like Prodi. I don't know how you say it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Prodi. Yes. They're beefy little machines, and they're, you know, you put them in, and they're, they're cheap to fix, and they're they're just you know very resilient machines you know you put them back together and they fly like they're brand new yeah yeah for sure i've got an x5 and and um i didn't smile the first time i flew it i cried a little bit the first time i flew it did you because yeah. it scared the shit scared the shit out of me it scared the shit out of me i'm yeah. like jesus christ helicopters aren't supposed to be that powerful yeah it's just it's overpowered but it's it's built to it's built to handle the power you know i mean everything on it's just it's so strong, you know. I've crashed it twice, and I've only had to replace, you know, boom torque tube, you know, just simple things, main shaft, that type of stuff. But it's a it's a tough machine. Yeah, I've put mine in hard, and uh, the the last crash was a pretty expensive crash because I really really put it in. But uh, uh, typically, though, I've had three or four crashes with it, and it was just minimal, you know. Yeah, it's a tough machine. I mean, you know, yeah. if you put any machine in hard, yeah, you're gonna have to replace. Half the parts on it, but those are the three machines that I've got right now flying. You know, I've got other machines too that are shelved. You know, I got an X2, and I've got a I've got a Logo 600, a Vision 50, just uh, you know the run of the mill. You know, I yeah, I got a little bit into the into the nitro last year just to you know try it out, and I don't know it's not really my thing. I like electric. So, what line helicopters do you have? I have a uh -huh. 450. That's, but I don't like to talk about that one. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm going to talk about a machine that, you know, you put it in just a little bit and you got to tear the whole thing down. Yeah. With all the gears and there's, yeah. So. I got one sitting on the bench that needs some loving too. I know what you're talking about. So you're flying uh, for anything heli. That's Dave Mullen up there. And yep. He's in Fargo, isn't he? Yes, correct. Yeah. And how long have you been flying for Dave? Uh, six months. From July, I think, of last year, man. Dave is such a good guy. He's 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 one well, you know, out there. Dave's not Dave's not here right now, so tell us something nasty about him. <laughs> I don't think I know any he, dark secrets of Dave. Well, let me. Here's why I typically ask people that know other people. Does he ever show up to the field wearing the same shirt two days in a row? 
<laughs> yeah, spent all his know, money on spares. He can't be scrubbing out. He, does he? Does he? Does he not brush his teeth or comb his hair? No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't brush his teeth. He doesn't comb his hair. He's one doesn't of believe in deodorant. That kind of thing. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave's no. Dave knows we're just we're just ribbing him a little bit. Yeah, he, ta- yeah. he takes he takes a joke pretty good. Yeah, um, he's a, yeah he's he is a good guy and. You know, we talk about Dave's shop quite a bit, and, um, you know, there's no affiliation between anything Hilly and RC Hilly Nation. It's just when you find a, a guy like Dave who goes out of his way to, you know, for customer service and just helping you out, you just, you're compelled to, to talk about him, you know. Yeah, the right. local yokel. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that uh, we did have that recording mishap last week because we did get quite a bit of good information from Dave, but... Uh, you guys, we can look forward to having Dave on the show here shortly. We want to kind of dedicate a whole show to to having him on and and uh, talking with him. So he'll he'll be on to kind of fill in some of those holes that we ended up missing from last week. But you've got a wife and no kids. You were saying correct. And yeah. is what is what does your wife think of the hobby? Uh, she thinks it's insane. I mean, mm-hmm. my room here is it's a it's a spare bedroom that we have in our basement and it's wall to wall parts benches helis <laughs> and you name it it's just it's it's overcome my life but hey you know i found something i like to do how long have you been married uh 9 this will be our okay. 10 year anniversary coming up she wasn't dating you when you were into the helicopters then yeah that might have been kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what do you do for fun i fly helicopters i play <laughs> play toys i play with toys and tape play helicopters and glue and glue. Yeah. yeah. I glue stuff together. <laughs> no, we uh we often ask guys that are single if uh telling girls that they do fly RC helicopters if that's a panty dropper. I'm convinced it's not. I'm convinced it wouldn't be. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's uh not much of a turn on for no. well, some of those girls out there like like RC helicopters and for those of you that have a female in your life that is into helicopters, kudos, do everything you can to keep a hold of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. But, uh, so you live in uh, Minnesota, and you deal with the cold weather like the the rest of us. Yeah, it's cold here. How bad does that suck? Do you just hate winter like I do? I hate yeah, winter. Yeah, you can only you can only rebuild and rebuild a heli so many times before you're ready to go out and fly. I mean, it's just four or five months of hell. It sucks. So what do you do when you're not flying helicopters? What do you... Uh, I've got, I do a lot of, I do freelance work, web design, other interactive type media. So I've got, I've got plenty of things around here to keep me busy, but you know, there's the sim too. I got real flight. It's definitely a, it's a skill builder. No doubt. Mm, yeah. Do you prefer real flight over uh, Phoenix? I do. I actually had Phoenix um, for almost two years and I just picked up real flight six two months ago and it's i love it i mean everything that i do it translates into real life a little quicker without having to you know feel like you have to relearn some of the things that you learned on the sim in order to do them in real life it just you know things translate a lot better for me so pete which uh, sim do you use are you you're you're phoenix guy aren't you yeah i've always been using phoenix yeah you know i've noticed i've noticed something and it's i use phoenix as well and and Rob, maybe you can attest to this, but it seems like every guest that we've had on so far that's been kind of an advanced flyer, they all kind of seem to prefer real flight. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've maybe it's that. just yeah, the type of flying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like real flight personally. I don't. I have. I've not got real flight six, but uh, four point five, and I just I don't. I I use them both, but I use. I use Real Flight quite a bit because it's right here on my big computer, and I, my Phoenix is out in my trailer. But preferably, I, I like just my preference, I guess. I think it's like the Flybarless systems. It's just a it's a personal flavor. Yeah. So Pete, we had a chance to kind of talk with you a little bit last week. We're going to kind of go over that again since uh, Rob or Sven messed it up. <laughs> Redo. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, why don't you tell us a little bit about now? A lot of our listeners know who you are because um, you are really active in the you know the heli freak forums as far as giving advice and and information but why don't you go ahead and tell us you know how you got your start and um all that good stuff what helicopters you're flying yes i am a true heli freak i love the yes. forum um <clears throat> actually the forum the i started helis because i saw a video 
and I know a lot of people have commented on the same video, but it's the one with Alan, um, Alan Zabo mm-hmm. flying in uh, the 600 way back, like 2008, and it caught my attention, and so I went online and I discovered Hella Freak right then. I learned on my own. I didn't have any contact with any other heli pilots. What I did was I went out and I bought a sim in, I think it was about 2008, in the winter, and it was Clearview. That's the first sim I used. I used it for about four months, and then in the spring, I bought my first heli, which was a Honeybee, eSky Honeybee fixed pitch. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did, I hovered that in the garage for about, oh, maybe six weeks, got all my orientations down, and then I went out and, you know, started crashing outside. And then beyond that, I got a Blade 400, and that was my first CP heli. And that's mm-hmm. when I uh, I made the, um, the Blade 400 Bible, which is a document that, you know, a lot of people have been using. Mm-hmm. And from there, I progressed to... I went through a lot of helis. I've been through a number of clones, and then I went to the T-Rex 450 Pro, and then on to a 500, and then finally, two years ago, I got my first Outrage. I got an Outrage 550, and I just loved it. I bought another one, because I always think it's, for me at least, it's really nice to have two identical helis. One is a backup. After that, I decided to get the Fusion 50. So now I've got the Outrage 550 and the Fusion 50, and I'm pretty happy with them. You are involved with Outrage in some way, shape, or form, aren't you? Yeah, I'm an Outrage rep, field rep. As an Outrage field rep, of course, you know, we had Burt Cameron on a while ago, and of course, it's old news now. He's now with Outrage. That must be exciting news for you guys there at Outrage. Yeah, that is great news. He's really going to push the company and really test the products, and he's already developed a brand new main gear for the Fusion 50, and it's just a beautifully made Delrin CNC gear that's just about to be released. I just think that's awesome that he got involved with Outrage, because, you know, as the listeners know, uh, Rob and I have been messing around with a Fusion 50, looking forward to getting getting my hands on that and, and giving it a try, but uh, Rob enjoyed it. It was a good helicopter until, you know, it met its demise. Decapitation. Yeah. I, I Decapitation. wanted two of them so badly that I was trying to... <laughs> trying to split it in half and see yeah. if they'd recreate. Kind of do the worm thing. Kind of like yeah, right? regrow the, into two. The planarian. <laughs> it's a nice heli. You're going to love it. Yeah. You know, there's been a... You know, you read occasionally, and of course I, I frequent the Heli Freak chat, and there's a... There's a... There's a vocal minority out there that don't have much good to say about outrage, but I really think Bert's going to help those perceptions in that uh, assist the company into kind of addressing some of those issues that people have, whether they're legitimate issues or, you know, contrived issues. But uh, it's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Bert does there. So anyway, you were, um, you're there in Minnesota and you're suffering through the winters as well. I am. (laughs) <laughs> what do you uh what do you do when you're not flying man you, you you're a teacher aren't you yeah i am i'm a science teacher aha uh-huh. never a boring day never a boring day so you ever get to take your helicopters in and show the kids and that kind of stuff kind of i grow do the hobby that in a while i actually it's <laughs> it's kind of nerdy but I, I i run a science club in the spring and i always do some demo flights so that's fun they they really really love seeing that yeah that's a great that's a great way to um, you know be an ambassador of the hobby as well to get young people interested into helicopters i think that's awesome yeah so a lot of people are aware of your bibles and you just mentioned them you've got several out there you've got the blade 450 i believe you have a t-rex 450 bible as well yep and i have a honeybee although that's kind of an old school heli now and then also outrage 550 and the fusion 50 and a I think a 500, probably about seven. You know, I can remember when I first found Heli Freak. I can remember reading through those those Bibles, and um, I I didn't have those particular helicopters. But at the time, you know, when you first get into it, you're just you're just absorbing everything you can, watching all the fitness videos. Anytime there's a a document to read about helicopters or something, you just you know you just dive right into it and to learn all you can. Yep. And I, and I did, man. I, I really did. I got a lot out of those. I really appreciate you writing those. Thanks. What else is going on with uh, Pete, a.k.a. Slicer? What do you what do you got? You got any plans for this uh, coming up year? Are you going to be hitting any of the big fun flies? Yeah, this summer, um, 
I don't plan on any new helis this year. I'm just keeping the Fusion 50 and the 550. I'm kind of waiting to see when the Fusion 90 is coming out, and and um, that's probably going to be my next heli, but that's going to have to wait. This summer, we probably have five fun flies in Minnesota I'll be attending, and then also Urcha. going to go to Urcha, Urcha again. That's right. I followed your thread on Urcha this past year. Yeah, that was Urcha. kind of a fun read. Had a little uh, little interaction with the weather down there, I hear. Yeah, that was <laughs> the Saturday storm. Canceled the fireworks. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. So, did the did the when that storm hit, did the area just clear out? Did everyone just head out, or yeah, they it all cleared just... out fast because we heard about the the um, stage collapse in Indianapolis, right? And yeah. we we're you know half hour later it started to roll in, so we cleared out, and I went back to my camper. I was staying there with um, another Heli Freak user, Larry two two seven, and yeah. we uh, we had to what we did is when the winds hit. They hit so hard and strong that we had to unzip all the windows. I have a pop-up camper. It, I think we would have lost, I think we would have, I don't know, blown over, but we unzipped yeah. all the windows, and we had that wind and rain coming straight through that camper. But we made it. We made it. <laughs> That's good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, that, that stage collapse, that was Sugarland, I believe, wasn't it? Yep. My name's Casey Anthony, and when I listen to RC Heli Nation, it makes me feel like I'm getting away with murder. Anybody know a good nanny? So today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about flybarless systems. We have with us today Rob Cherry, who is an avid V-Bar user, just started using BSTEC, so he's got a little bit of knowledge on, on both of them. And then we've got Pete, who is a V-Bar user, and of course, most of our listeners know that Rob and I are, well, Sven and I, <laughs> we both use B-Stacks. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Rob Cherry. Tell us, um, you prefer B-Stacks or V-Bar? Which one do you prefer? Currently, I prefer the V-Bar. Um, I'm new to the B-Stacks. It definitely works. It's just a little more difficult to fine-tune to my flying style, maybe. Um, it's... Or maybe it's the smaller machine. You know, it's on a 450 right now. It seems that it's it's highly dependent on the mechanical abilities of the machine, whereas the V-bar is more. It's you know the settings are more absolute. You know, you set a roll rate and it's going to roll exactly the way you want it to. Where a B-stack it may roll a little different on a lighter machine versus a heavier machine, or a bigger machine versus a smaller machine. It's just it. It just takes a little bit more tweaking, you know. Like I've got the V-Bar on my X5, on my Protus. I had it on my Logo. I had it on my Vision 50. And I can pretty much set up similar flight parameters, and each machine will fly very similar, you know. I mean, they're, of course, the setups, you know, the mechanical setup of the V-Bar is, you know, different on every machine. But, but the flight style, the, the agility, I can have the similar settings on all the machines and they all fly very similar where the b-stacks i had it on my protus 500 first and i moved it down to my 450 and it's just completely different so uh pete why don't you tell us why it is you went with with v-bar and what you like about it i went with v-bar um i have the v-bar actually mini v's on both my fusion 50 and the 550 and i hadn't tried I've, i've never tried anything else um I think one of the main reasons is some local friends are using the V-Bar. So it's, of course, very helpful to have help, you know, with setup and all that. Right. And I've been having just great, great luck with both of them, um, both helis. I just love the V-Bar. One thing that was a problem, though, um, on my Fusion 50, I just could not get my black Mini V to fly perfectly like I expected. And so one thing to note is that if you get the Mini, the, the blue line, the newer Mini V, I put that on, all my problems went away. It just, the thing flies just like the Sim. So the black is definitely more susceptible to vibrations. Got to do the Milton mod on that sucker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the black Mini V, I tried everything. I tried um, on the black Mini V, I tried everything on the Fusion 50, strapping it down, zeal tape. I mean, it just, one thing that's great about the V-Bar is you get that live spectrum analyzer. And what you do is you take off the main blades and you disconnect the tail link. And now you can spool it up and watch on your laptop screen 
what the vibes are doing and where they're vibrating, what RPM. So you can very easily figure out what's causing the vibrations. And it's pretty much the tail section that was causing it on the Fusion 50. I cleared it up as best I could, but still that black V-bar picks up those vibrations. So I switched to the blue and it's just it's just flying great. You know, I, I've tried the V-bar. I've had V-bar uh, back from 4.0 all the way up to 5. I think it was one pro and um, I just never really appreciated the way it flew. And a lot of it, I'm going to admit a lot of it had to do with my either ignorance or unwillingness to really sit down and completely understand the interface. When I first tried beast X, Rob got me talked into trying one and uh, it was, um, was the version two, wasn't it Rob that I tried initially and then they yep. switched to, yeah, it was, and I didn't really care for it either. And the reason I didn't care for it, it or any of the others that I've tried, 3G, um, Total G, Skookum, was the synthetic feel that they had. It just didn't feel – it just felt like the helicopter was doing things that I wasn't telling it to do. So it was kind of a uh, – It's like robotic versus uh, organic. Yeah, and so I just never really appreciated it. And then uh, I, try, I tried the V-Bar or the Beastex out initially. Uh, didn't really care for it, but it was right at the time, literally right at the time when they were switching over to – to 3.0, uploaded 3.0, flew it, and just loved it. And here's here's what I love about the Beast X in comparison. I can take a Beast X out of the box, and within a few minutes, that thing's ready to fly. Yep. I never did quite. And, and if you guys remember, I don't know, I'm sure, Pete, you remember, and Rob Cherry, if you've been with uh, V-Bar long enough, you remember the 4.0 days trying oh, to yes. set up. Oh, it was oh my God. pain. Pain in the ass. It was a nightmare. Correct. Nightmare. Yep. So a lot of my ill feeling towards V-Bar kind of stems from that still. I do know that the interface now is easier to use because I did mess with it a little bit. But, you know, you saw a lot of the, the V-Bar guys kind of bitch about, you know, well, necessarily not bitch, but complain or, well, that's the same word, I guess. The, you know, their, big, <laughs> their big complaint was the fact that uh, that you can't, you know, it doesn't have the satellite. You know, you got to have the satellite adapter. What if that comes unplugged, yada, yada, yada. Well, now that, uh, what are they going to, com- what, what can you V-Bar guys complain about now? Is I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Now that they have that, what is it about BSTEX that they're lacking in comparison? They're nougat Crickets, crickets, crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> has crickets in it. What are you asking again? Well, I'm just trying to figure out what it is about. What is it about V or BSTEX now? What doesn't BSTEX have now for you VBAR guys to not want to give can the BSTEX B- a can try? Can BSTEX now take two satellites? No. no I- it takes one satellite, but it has two antenna built in, so it has diversity already in the built-in spectrum radio. Oh, that You're one. talking yeah, about yeah, the air It's talking about the new one, right. So the new one has two antennas. It's got the dipole antenna, the short one and the long one, and you can hook up a third satellite. So actually, the BSTEX will allow yeah, that is actually- virtually three satellites, <clears throat> if you look at it that way. Yeah, that's actually the next receiver I am going to get for my 90. You are going to go with the BSTEX. I am. I'm going to try out the BSTEX receiver combo. One thing, though, that I must say is I have several hundred flights on my BSTEX. does not have diversity. I've never had an issue with it. Right. Me neither. But so, the new one will have three have, if, yeah. if, you, if you choose to hook a satellite up to it. So that's even better yet. So, Rob, Sven. <laughs> Yeah. Rob, tell us tell us about BSTEX and why we should all be flying BSTEX. Because it just works. Because it just works. That's exactly right. That's you know, the one thing I love about, about Contronics. You know, people talk about the Contronics ESCs and stuff like that, and how one of the the biggest reasons why people like to get it is it just works. You know, you plug it in. Very minimal need. Very minimal need to do a lot of tweaking on the thing, and it just it governs your motor extremely well. Right. My take on the Beast X, and this is actually biased because I've never flown a V-Bar at all, um, is it's just its ease of use. Um, Pete, you were talking about that Spectrum Analyzer. I know that's a pay feature with the Pro software on the V-Bar, but here's the deal. The, yeah, Beast X doesn't have a Spectrum Analyzer or some fancy way to track down vibes, and the reason why, I believe, is because it still just works. I mean, I've had my helicopter horribly out of balance, you know, and 
uh, blades, you know, like an inch apart from each other or whatever. And um, on the beast decks, it just sat, it just sat still, just sat there, shaking like it was on crack or something like that. You know, Um, it's it's tits, man. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, and I think one of the things is, and no offense, I'm not like trying to label the V bar guys, but you know, the V bar guys, I think are because V bar's been around for a long time, right? So people that have tried V-Bar or are looking to get in that circle, it's very easy to be conditioned to think that a bunch of switches and dials and sliders on your computer screen is the thing that's actually making this unit's hardware do a better job than another unit's hardware can do, right? By all rights, they both have uh, small MEMS 3-axis uh, gyros inside it. They, they run uh, whatever hardware they need to run to let those algorithms do what they're supposed to do. But the point is, with the Beast X, it's just a few button presses, and that's it. You know, I think some people like the – one of the comments that I found when I first got into Beast X was um, this vibe from the elitist type people. And, uh, you know, send the hate mail to me. I'm not trying to – I guess – well, you know, I kind of am, you know, ragging on the V-Bar guys. But I think one of their – one of the things I, I saw a lot of comments about – and the vibe was that because all there is is one button on the machine and I got to use my transmitter sticks to program all this stuff, I can't see it like in a pretty picture with some sliders next to it and click on my mouse, that it was somehow inferior. In the beginning, you know, those just like anything else, it, it's, gro- it's grown into this version 3 that we have that has phenomenally good features. Okay, like paddle simulation that came out on the, uh, the V-Bar. It's part of the pay version of V-Bar, you know, the Pro. That same flight characteristic or algorithm has has been around since version two of the BSEX for free. It's just called something different, right? And then now with version three, uh, version three of it, it actually has a you know a pitch boost feature along with uh, the cyclic acceleration and whatnot. I tell you what, it's easy as shit to make my helicopter fly just like a flybart helicopter, or turn it up a little bit and make it fly like it's on rails, like on a sim. Super versatile, and I can do all that in a flight. Land, pace, you just walk up to my beast X, push a couple buttons, walk away and fly. You know, um, I went to a fun fly last spring, and Dan, we talked about this a long time ago on one of the uh, first shows, but the flight line there was uh, pretty much all, uh, you know, beast X people. There's a few V-Bar people, but here's here's a trend that I noticed the people that were flying the beast X's were doing just that. They were flying. The people at that fun fly that had V bars were walking back and forth, plugging things into their laptop, uh, asking somebody else to help them uh, get a second opinion. Is this, am I doing this right? And, and then maybe get another flight in. I watched a guy spend all day long on this mint logo 600 SE with the V bar, of course, and just all decked out, um, you know, high buck stuff in it. He never flew it that day because he was busy tweaking it. I heard him spool it up once or twice, and, and that was it. So, you know, if you know, if and when I bought the Beast X, money wasn't the issue there because I, I had the money to buy either one of them, right? And, and again, if I had if I had the chain to buy either one of them, I'd still buy another Beast X. You know, it's just it's my flavor of gadget. You know, I and I right. think that's I think that's the thing. You know, you had mentioned before that in this hobby, it it's it's getting more to the point where it's kind of like how women go and buy shoes. You know what I mean? It's just whatever makes you feel good, right? Um, So all of this talk about which one is better, which one is superior in its performance, dude, I think that's all water under the bridge. Now there's there's really no way to draw that line anymore. Uh, We have pro pilots competing in competitions with B-Stack. So the early um, gripes that people had with fly barless completely they're unnoticeable on a, on a beast X enabled fly barless or a fly barless helicopter. Um, now granted, you know, V bar helicopters come a long way too. And it's also equally as capable of doing that. Right. Um, but I think if somebody wants to, I guess, argue the point of why, which one is better than the other, you have to have flown both of them. Otherwise it's all hearsay. But the important thing is don't knock it till you try it because you never know. You might like it. I mean, there's the, – and no offense, again, to the logo guys, V-Bar guys and stuff like that. 
I sometimes get this vibe that those types of people are cut, uh, like elitists or something like that. And um, because I spent less money on a, a, a gadget to put on my helicopter, uh, that somehow it's it's not worth it. You know, and it, that's my daily rant. You know, I'm I'm pretty passionate about the stuff that I fly. That's that's why I'm a field rep for Gowie. Um, that's why. After I got the Beast X, I dug in deep in the Beast X forums and, and put up a ton of information, helped a lot of people out along with some other key users over there in that thread. I just immersed myself in that kind of stuff. And you know what, Dan, I had, well, uh, Pete, Rob, you guys don't know this, but Dan, that fun fly I was telling you about, Dan gave me his V bar to take out there so I could try it out. I was going to try it out against the Beast X. About three or four times I walked up to my uh, parts box and it was in there. And I was thinking, well, should I put this on here and just fly it? And I never did because I knew I would, it would have taken, you know, as long as it takes for these people to do this, maybe upwards of an hour because I've, I've never done it before. Um, and then I'd be one of those Joes walking back and forth from the flight line trying to make this damn thing fly right, you know. And I didn't want to deal with that. I wanted to just fly. So, that you know. Well, just... my own experience with V-Bar, when I put the uh, V-Bar on the 550 last summer, I mean two summers ago, it took me about, I don't know, two outings or so, and I got it to where I liked it. And, you know, it does. you do need a laptop, but I haven't tweaked it since. So for a year and a half, it just, it's perfect. And then the current V-Bar on my Fusion 50, I, I just got that tweaked in when I got the new blue one. And I really don't think I'm going to need to tweak it again. So I, I do think once they're tweaked, once you get them how you like them, there's really nothing to do. I don't. I don't know. I don't see a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that for sure. But that said, I am going to try the new B, the new Beast X receiver combo when I get my next telly. So I'm anxious to try that too. Yeah, I, you know, I think Rob kind of nailed it. I mean, it's fun to you know to to have you know have guys kind of on the opposite end of the aisle when it comes to fly barless controllers. When it comes right down to it, though. These two units, especially these two units, are tried and true, and they work. And uh, one works better for someone than it does the next person. I just, you know, it's just it kind of it's fun for me. It's like the Align thing. I fly Align, but yet I love to poke fun at Align yeah. stuff. <laughs> right. You know, um, I and, think my deal is I'm allergic to Vergnugenstabi. I don't know. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> I break out in hives or something. I think from what every from everything I've read since version three came out, they both fly just excellent. They do. They both fly great. I think it's with the V bar. Maybe it's just the fact that if something isn't performing exactly like you thought or hoped, there are there's there are more settings you know that you could you could go in a little deeper. Like if the tail doesn't accelerate as fast, there's a tail acceleration parameter. You know that type of thing and. But as far as flying, yeah, they both fly excellent. It's just it's a flavor thing, you know. You know, and I for me personally, I gotta you know, for guys that are flying at your level, Rob, I can see where you guys could appreciate that. But when you start adding all that extra shit in there like that for me and, and I'm sure I'm more representative there's more flyers that fly at my level, I I would think. And when it comes to adding in all that extra shit, it's just more stuff for me to screw up. It is. It is definitely. I mean the beast you know, like Rob said, it just works, you know. I mean, it's just, it flies out of the box with the settings. I mean, it just works. You know, the V-Bar, there are so many settings that you can, you can F it up, and then it's just not going to fly right, or it's, you know, you might have to do a full reset and then and then go through the setup again and try to figure out what, you know, what went wrong. Tell me about this. Does V-Bar still want you to do a trim flight like they used to do in the old days? Is that still something you need to do? Um, I've had V-Bar for almost two years, and I have yet to do a trim flight. So I, 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 had, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I mean, I I've never I done just, a trim flight. So I know a trim flight is kind of a diagnostic tool, you know, to get yeah. yourself a baseline. Yeah, auto yeah. trim, the way it works is it corrects for incorrect geometry. So if you set up your helicopter perfectly, you know, swash level at mid and low and, low and high, you don't need to do the auto trip because you can mess it up. It can fly worse. But if your swash is off and it's not set up mechanically, the trim flight actually corrects for it. 
So gotcha. I have used it, and it does work great, and it still okay. has they still have that feature. Okay, maybe that's why I've never had a problem. Yeah, you know, okay, right. yeah. Yep. Like I said, I've never needed to, but nope. it's just you know I make sure everything is mechanically set up, perfect, or you know as close to it as possible. Yeah, I, I did the, the uh, I, you know. I just don't ever know. I tried to do the trim flight back when I was doing the V-bar thing, but it just seemed that I never had, you know, the ideal perfectly still day. And, and uh, right. I, I, I did attempt to do it once. Didn't really notice if it made any difference. But I'm so goddamn good at setting up helicopters anyway. I don't need that kind of shit. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, like I said, I've never, <laughs> I've never felt like I needed to. <laughs> but now there is one thing that the V-bar has that most others don't is – is the built-in governor, which is, for me, I find it excellent tool because it it's it, it's a it responds ahead of any dropouts in head speed. So you know when I'm doing you know the crazy you know random stuff and when I'm flicking sticks around, it knows that I'm flicking the sticks around and it will it sends a predetermined amount of increased output to the ESC to eliminate, you know, the dropouts in the head speed. So it's just, you know, where a conventional governor is reacting to a decrease in head speed, the V-bar governor is proactively thinking ahead of time because it knows where you move the stick. So if I'm doing pitch pumps, it's also sending increased throttle signals to the to the speed control while I'm doing pitch pumps. You know, so there's it, it, it almost feels like you have more power on tap because the head speed never bogs and you can actually set up those parameters so that you can actually hear the head speed increase a little bit as I'm pitch pumping, you know, which is, that's more than what you want. So then you can dial those settings down a little bit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, did I explain that? You did. And that's actually kind of a good topic. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Obviously it's an in-depth topic when you start talking about the, what is the deal with the governor? Now you see, you see a lot of people saying that the V-Bar governor does not work with the CC ESC. Correct. Is that true? Okay, but it does work with Contronic, and a lot of people are saying the HK uh, ESCs. It it works with the newest Contronic that has, I think it's the Heli-Jive, is that what it is? Because it they've eliminated the delay in the throttle input to the reaction of the speed control, and which is the reason why the castles don't work, is there's a delay between throttle input and motor speed change. And with some of the cheaper speed controls like the hobby wings and such, they don't have any safety features built in whatsoever, so they respond instantly to throttle changes, which is why they work really good with the V-Bar Gov, which is what I have in my X5, is the hobby wing 100 or whatever the stock ESC is, and it it's just I mean it responds instantly to throttle changes, so it works really well with the V bar governor. Yeah, you know I find one thing I find kind of ironic um, about I, you know by all rights I I think some of this Mikado probably knew about in their R and D phase and stuff like that because they test all, against all kinds of speed controllers and stuff. But from a consumer perspective, I think it's I thought it was interesting and. Uh, uh, kind of ironic how there was so much praise on those high buck. Uh, you know, like earlier we talked about the contract control that just works, right? The governor is just that good on that on that contronics. And so you, you hear opinions from people that say, you, know, you, you people have probably heard the opinion buy cheap, buy, buy twice or whatever. You know, don't risk it. You know, I paid all this money because it it's so much better or whatever. <laughs> as soon as Mikado put out the governor in in their V bar. And then it was discovered that the XYZ type speed controllers wouldn't work. After a little bit of bitching and moaning, all of these need to have the most expensive, fanciest guys. You know that would just would never they would never consider flying something you got from HobbyParts.com or something like that, right? Are all flocking like crazy, buying up all the uh, Hobbywing uh, speed controllers. You know, um, I just found that so ironic. I mean, it is. We're, and we're like because like a month or two before that. You'd hear opinions like I, I wouldn't trust that speed controller to, right. you know. But now people are putting their two thousand dollar helicopters on a on a hobby wing only because <laughs> they want to use this feature they spent extra money for 
to use uh, with their their V bar. You know, it just right. doesn't make any sense to me to do that. You know, and I mean, it, it. I had a Jive, and I, as soon as I switched over to the V bar Gov, and I think it was a Hobby Wing or something that I had at that time, I sold the Jive. I mean, I was yeah, just it was great. You know, but I don't. If you use the Hobby Wing correctly, it, I mean. Anything is flammable in this hobby, so <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can blow up anything. So there's a risk involved anywhere. So Rob, Jerry, when it comes down to it, um, money aside, do you think that the fact that the V bar has the governor is that the one of the biggest selling? Fa- well, well, other than the tweakability, I guess you were saying earlier. But is the V bar governor function is is that worth it for you? I mean, is that something that you absolutely need to have? To me, it's worth it. I mean, it, it just makes my flight style feel a lot more responsive. Um, but I've flown bigger machines with the Beast, and they fly excellent. I mean, there's, you know, like I said, that's why I bought one, because I've flown other machines with the Beast, and the damn thing flies great. It's just, if you need to tweak something, that would be where I'd run into questions, you know, but it, it, it flies awesome. They fly great. Yeah. You know? With the pyro comp and everything that the Beast has now, I mean, you can do pyro flips and reversals and everything, and it's just it's awesome. It really is. You know, I don't uh, – my flying style is such that I don't really use governors. I do use governors on nitro machines just because it's nice to keep a nice constant – try to keep that head speed constant. But elect, for electrics, for me, it's just a flat curve. You know? 100? You just do yeah. 100 flat out? Okay. 100 flat out. Yeah, you wouldn't need a governor then. Yeah. Let her buck. And that's why I, you know, pee myself a little bit every time I fly the X5. <laughs> Which pinion are you running on that, the 15 or the 16? 15. Okay, well, still, 15 at uh, 100% probably gives you 26, 27. 2700 yeah. RPM, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did yeah. I did have the 16 tooth on, and that's... That would be... That, a, was, the day, that, that was the day I called Rob... And I said, I'm what you get me into I'm, here? I'm nope. afraid of it. Nope. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I'm frightened. Yeah. Yeah. That was Excellent. my first electric, by the way. So really, well, I, I had a I had a 500, but okay. you know that was my first uh, foray into you know Scorpion motors, uh, you know good packs and you know quality electronic components and and. Uh, yeah, it was something else. I mean, um, Rob had to. I mean, I called him the day that I maidened it, and he's he's like telling me he's like, all right, well, we got to turn the dual rates down. So you know, he helped me tame it down to where I could fly it. And I've noticed, I've noticed though that I've kind of gotten used to it, and uh, I've turned everything back up to a hundred uh, dual rates and everything. But uh, you know, it's it's quite a machine. And, yeah, uh, it's a wild machine. Yeah. Well, guys, it's sure been uh, great having you on, Pete. I appreciate you coming back. It's always good to talk to you, man. You're a uh, you're a big part of the Helifreak community, and and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. Yeah. Rob, Rob Cherry, thanks for showing up. Absolutely, uh, it's a pleasure. Wish wish you the best in your future. Hopefully, uh, you know, big things. You're planning on doing any competing this year? Uh, no, not. I don't think so. Not yet. Just going to be doing demos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a demo man. Well, one thing I do want to mention, and the listeners that watch the video that uh, Pete made will notice, your flight style is different in that it's 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 big. It's kind of a big air mixed with smack and a ton of reversals and just really smooth 3D flying. So for those listeners, I encourage all of you guys to check that video out, and uh, I think you'll appreciate it. And I think Sly put a little comment on the uh, – on his post, I think uh, from memory, Slice said something like, I think everyone will be able to appreciate something about this flight, and I think he nailed it. I mean, it's a great, great flight. Well, thanks. Yep, I think everyone will see something they've never seen before. <laughs> yes, that's what it was, yes. A veritable smorgasbord of Helly's yes. Mojo. <laughs> Spin. Yeah. <laughs> Spin from speeding. I want to mention again our new webpage. Go check it out. I think, you know, between the Nation Network and the forum, you guys, there's going to be quite a bit. Of, there's one neat little feature that uh, Jake is working on. You know, right now you can go to our webpage, click the play button, and listen to the show. Well, to get it, you know, if you went to navigate to another page, it would shut down what you were listening to. We're going to try to incorporate that so. 
you can press play and then navigate throughout the, the web page and check things out. Uh, the forum, that will be available Monday, uh, the day the show's released on Monday. So go check it out. Uh, if you need to get in touch with me or want to get in touch with me, it's dankreed at msn.com or dankreed on the forums. Uh, Pete, why don't you uh, tell them how they can get in a hold of you if they have any questions? I can be contacted at Pete Fugue, P-E-T-E-F-U-G, at gmail.com or at Slicester on the Hella Creek Forum. Absolutely. And uh, Rob Cherry, how would I get in touch with you if I wanted to send you an email? Um, I can be contacted at rob.cherry at csdstudio.com. And my Heli Freak handle is CSD Studio. Awesome. And the best for last, Sven, a.k.a. Rob, a.k.a. NextGen, how would I get in touch with you if I wanted to do such? You can't. <laughs> yodel. <laughs> yodel. You have to yodel your loudest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't exist. <laughs> he doesn't exist. A witness protection program. Yeah. No, but you can get a hold of me if you want to. I, the easiest way to do it, I think, is to go to the Apple store just before closing so it's there's not a lot of people in there and then spell out your question or your comment on all the iPads and then line them up on the bench and then take a picture of it with your cell phone camera and uh, and then just email it to uh, um, TMZ and then when they play it on their show I'll record it, I'll DVR it and then I'll listen to your question and then uh, I'll, I'll send you a, a letter in a bottle, and hopefully it lands in some water, and then you can get it back. So <laughs> that oh, works. That's, nice. that's beautiful. <laughs> yes, it was. Or you can just email me at rob at rchillynation dot com. Uh, hit me up on my Facebook page. Uh, come like our show. You know our, our show wall. We post there all the time, and uh, come shoot the shit with us. Facebook guys, growing slowly but growing. I think we're up to seven hundred and ten. That's awesome. Quick. Announcement: We're still, you know, chugging away for that uh, 700 Chaos giveaway. We're going to try to do something to kind of speed that process up because we don't want to be, you know, working to give away a helicopter for too long. So we want somebody to be flying that before summer. There may be some changes to that giveaway here in the near future. Rob and I have to discuss that, but look for that. And uh, as always, the 1,000th like is going to get a 450 kit. Tell your friends. You guys have been doing a great job of letting your flying buddies know about us. Keep that up. Yeah. And, um... We really appreciate it. Uh, We hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. And we will catch you next week. Salami, Kate Slangy. Nice. Can you yodel? (laughs) No. (laughs) You should be able to, Sven. (laughs) Yodel, yodel, yodel. I'm all out of Ricolas. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to contact us on our page at www.rchelynation.com. And if you'd like to support our show by donating, there's a Donate Now button right on our page.